18 is sexual discipline please is your superpower amen man I, I think that um, might be number that need to be 18 and 19 uh, <laughs> so many men their whole world is around ejaculation yeah yeah that's yeah. that's their whole world yeah it's uh, like it's just it's all about ejaculation mm-hmm. whether that's pornography hooking up with random chicks prostitution whatever it may be that's what their whole life revolves around time energy effort resources all into those things and i see that bro if you could just be disciplined mm. and take five percent of that energy you're using into getting that ejaculatory pleasure ejaculatory <laughs> if you can take that and and put it to your purpose yeah put it to your fitness put it to your finances your spiritual growth your life would be such a beautiful blessing Yo, what's good, everybody? It's Hafiz. Chris, the star of the show, baby. Yes, yes, yes. Welcome back. Welcome back. Another episode. Sunday yep. afternoon. Last minute recording. The best way is the way we always like to record. That's what I'm saying. I feel like it's like nostalgia. I feel like we doing this like at home. Like all the time ago, 2018, 2017 stuff. How yeah. you feeling? No, I'm good. You know, the allergies, allergies kind of getting at me a little bit. But besides that, it's been cool. It's just been, um, you know, just trying to figure out the same old same old <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. that, that we be working on every single day excited about this week's episode i think um i've been seeing i've been seeing a um a, a very similar video like going through the internet and i've seen a lot of people find value in it so i wanted to do one with our own twist but what about you yeah man i'm good man uh you know same thing trying to figure things out trying to you know add more content more value do different things uh just help the men out that's about it Yes, yes, yes. So, today's episode is brought to you by the one and only Patrick Bet David. So, everybody knows a huge fan of Patrick Bet David. Um, he is on my honorable mention Hall of Fame. Oh wow! Yeah, honorable mention. <laughs> <laughs> I love him, but I got to be honest. We would love to hear that Hall of Fame. <laughs> um, and so, honorable mention Patrick Bet David. So he has a YouTube channel called Valuetainment. He's been on the podcast multiple times. He's yep. so kind and such a nice man that he actually took the episode and he posted it on his channel as well. Wow. That's yeah, what's up. Great guy. I love Patrick. And he did a video called 20 Rules for Young Men. And I was like, you know, when I first saw the video, I was like, okay, this is kind of a cool video. It's a lot of rules. Yeah. I didn't think people wanted that many rules. You know, Jordan Peterson gave us 12, you know, 20 yeah. is a lot. <laughs> but, you know, as the weeks progressed, I would always see that video over and over and over again. And more guys were sharing and more guys were watching. And so I was like, man, I would love to do a video like that with our little twist to it. I'm, I'm ready, man. Let's do it. Yes. So <clears throat> um, the first thing that came into my mind is that what I've come to value the most about the show is how we've thought about every single issue a man can deal with. Yeah. And what we did was not not just talk about it, but we've actually provided tangible resources to it. Yeah. Right? Because I think sometimes you can tell guys, be more confident. How do I be confident? Find your purpose. How do I find my purpose? Make friends. How do I make friends? So 
on the journey to becoming, you know, the man that we believe God created him to be, we've created every tool we could think about. Manhood course, masculinity course, identity, purpose, character, fitness, healing. Dating. The dating one that Chris recently did. Every aspect, the financial videos that we put out. There's not one thing I can think about that where where if you were an 18-year-old kid growing up and you were like, I have no idea what to do. What I, I love that we've created is that you can go on and you have a whole catalog of information. Yeah. And so Patrick, in Patrick's video, his thing was that a lot of guys grow up confused. A lot of gr- guys grow up without just knowing anything. And I think about that all the time, like how many people grow up without no dad, no brothers, no cousins, no nothing. And I want to do this video as if that 18-year-old kid, 21-year-old, 30-year-old, 35-year-old guy can find the content and find this video and literally be able to have a solid foundation for the rest of his life. Mm. So that's one of the reasons why I decided to do it. No, that's no, that's beautiful, man. I think uh, it's definitely needed. It's necessary. Um, I feel like, like you said, people don't have, you know, the blessings that we have as far as, you know, some really good friends, you know, both parents at home, and the conversations. We met a lot of different people, and we understand that this is our one of our purposes to create high care to high-value men. Um, so this video runs right along with our purpose. So, you know, let's do it. I'm yeah. So before we before we jump into number uh, number one, I want to tell you a funny story. Uh oh, it happened the other day. It's a super long story, but <laughs> no, the other day was the Oklahoma Texas game, so the whole city nightlife was just jam packed. Yeah, um, I had went out, and the typical place I I usually go to in Dallas, I couldn't even I couldn't even get in. Man, it was like that. It was like that. I was so mad. Sheesh. You know, I couldn't get in. So there was another spot right next to the spot that I usually go to. And my friends told me to go to that spot. But true enough story, when I got to that spot, my friends got in, they didn't get me in. How did that see now, now? See, you using, you throwing the word friend around Listen, I'm loosely. Listen, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. Oh, man. There's a whole other conversation about <laughs> friends. Oh, man, I got to get but those, but those, I'll, I'll tell you later, I'll tell you later, but... <laughs> They're, they're a different kind of friends that I have. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> so I was outside the second spot, and I was just – I was mad. Yeah. I, I thought about to go out, have a, a good time, and I'm looking outside looking crazy. Yeah. So I, I was standing outside for a while. Oh, man. And then some guy some guy comes up to me, and he gives me dap. Mm. And at this point of the night, I don't know if you know me or you're just some drunk dude who just wants to say hi to the black guy who was there, right? Yeah. So he gives me that, and I'm like, you know, what's up? Then he goes into line. All of a sudden, like five minutes later, this dude's like waving in my direction. Like, like, come. Man. So I thought he was talking to the girl next to me, and the girl like walked up to him, but she wasn't with him, and he was like, come, come, come. So I, I, I walk up to him, yeah. and he doesn't say a word to me. <laughs> And I'm just like, is this guy pointing to me? What's going on? And so, like, I just say something to him. I'm like, how long have you been in line for? And he was like, man, I've been in line for like five five minutes, but I know somebody. I'll be able to get you in. Man. 
And I was like, okay. And he was like, he tapped his friend. He was like, hey, that's Hafiz. He changed my life. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I was like. Oh, man. I was like. <laughs> <laughs> it was just. It was. And then eventually he started like. He, he, that was all he said to me. Oh, man. And he was just in line for like another 10 minutes. And then at that time I saw somebody else I knew. I left. <laughs> And then I didn't see that man for the rest of the night. End of the night, me, I'm just hanging out outside again. I went to another spot. Yeah. See this guy again. He goes up to me. He says, hey, man, talking to his friend. He's like, I'm about to put you on to his stuff. La da 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 da. This changed my life. That's all he said to me. Didn't get his name. Didn't get nothing from him. That's all he said. So I think the, 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 the purpose of this video and Patrick's video mm. is so many guys, the little things that you do, that the roommates does, it really impacts them. Yeah, it means the world, and 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 for me, I don't take it for granted. No, I don't take it for granted one minute. So I want to shout out that man. I don't know who you are. I don't know your name. It's a pleasure to meet you. I want to shout out to all the other guys yeah. who have approached Chris, who have approached me, who. Who his show means a lot to you, and, and we're always trying to be better, always trying to bring value, and we're just grateful to be a part of your lives. Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm glad you had the experience, man. That's crazy. <laughs> you changed his life, but he in club lunch. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I was there too. All right, so um, twenty rules for young men. Yep. Rule number one: You want to go first? I mean, I can. Don't get her pregnant. Okay. <laughs> you know that's where I'm going. Okay. You know that's where I'm going, man. Okay, that's number cool. one, dog. I'm sorry. I know Chris jokes sometimes. <laughs> but listen, I, I I can't say it enough. You if I'm telling you, you have to avoid getting women pregnant out here. Okay, for clarification, so you're saying a man should never get a woman pregnant? No. Okay. <laughs> Not saying that. If you are a young man okay. and you're single. Okay. You're not. You don't have your 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 financial st- established. You don't have a long term committed partner and or wife. You know somebody to raise that kid besides you for the remainder of that kid's life. Then you should not be getting women pregnant. Mm. That's how I feel. Yeah, and we see it all the time. You know, people having multiple kids. You know, they garnishing wages. They doing all kinds of things. Child support. You don't even get to really raise the kid like that. The kids are affected. Now you talking to this woman and you have to basically be in a relationship. Not in a relationship, but know her for the rest of your life. No, basically. you're in a relationship with her. In some form. Yeah, you're yeah, right. In yeah. some form of relationship, you're in a relationship with her for the rest of your life. Yeah. And she... Probably was a temp worker. You just <laughs> a, a full time <laughs> locked in position for the remainder of your life. Yeah, and I, I really feel like men need to take that seriously and avoid that at all costs. Man, I love that one. That's obviously one of mine as well. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 that's so powerful because, in my personal opinion, I don't know any man who's suffering in life who is single without a kid. Mm. Say that again so they can understand that. I, I personally don't know any man who's suffering yeah. in life who's single without a kid. Let me clarify by that. Obviously, there are men who are probably sick 
who don't have kids and they're suffering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's men who are isolated who don't have kids who are suffering. Yes. But what I'm saying is that for the guys who I know who are single and doing something productive in their life, it's impossible for them to suffer financially mm. because that financial burden of a child is not holding them back. Yeah. And so when it comes to not having a kid before marriage, key, key. word, no children before marriage. And that's one of the reasons I, I really believe separates us from all the other content because we are, we are not ever been promoting hanging and banging, mm-hmm. never been promoting male promiscuity, mm-hmm. never been promoting five easy ways of getting you laid, nope. have never, ever done that. That's nope. not what we stand for. That is not us. And the reason being is because I know that there is consequences to male promiscuity. Yep. And one of those consequences, like Chris brought up, is children outside of marriage. And that woman, you, she is your partner. Yeah. That, you, people don't realize that. You are stuck to her for the rest of your life. Yeah. You will always see that woman. She will always be around. Could you imagine having a kid with one of your exes that you had to contend to? <laughs> And then we and people also don't think about that the all the drama that comes with it later. When you get a new woman, now she has to deal with that woman as well. Bro. Lord. You are stuck to her. <laughs> He's stuck. You're stuck to her. <sighs> could you imagine? I couldn't imagine right now. Man, and then 90, 99 times out of a hundred, if you've gotten a woman you're not married to pregnant, she will have full custody. Yes. Yes, so that means she got full power and reign and control. Of how the child is being developed. And she can bring any kind of man around. Any Oh, Lord. Yeah. Oh, Lord. It just get worse and worse as so, the story goes. So to me, there's something, especially, cause I started seeing it as I got older. Maybe I didn't, maybe when I was younger, I didn't notice it. But it's something where guys feel as though the next step of being a man is having a kid. Yeah, I don't know where that came from. You know, it's like, I meet a lot of guys who are like, oh yeah, am I ready for a kid? I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. What about marriage first? What about finding someone who's going to be with you for the rest of your life that you value, that shares the same values as you? What about that first? Man, but the, the next step to them is kid with, with, with woman. That's all they see, man. All they idols got, you know, random baby mamas. Man. They don't it, like like getting them to understand marriage and accept marriage right now is crazy. But having the kid, that's normal. That's they crazy. friends got kids. Their idols got kids. The rappers got kids. Everybody got kids. Ain't nobody married though. Yeah, bro. I'm telling you, avoid the child outside of marriage yeah. at absolute all costs. If you don't get nothing else from this, yeah. <laughs> that yeah. is the one. <laughs> that is the one. Number two is friends are people who make your life better. Amen, brother. What happens when you're younger is that friends initially are people who want to hang around you. That's the general, what I've noticed when you're young those are those who are your friends are. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. if you're a skateboarder, the people like to skateboard with you. If you're a hooper, people like to hoop with you. If you're if you're a roaster, people like to roast in the back yeah, of the yeah. bus with you. Yeah. There are people who like to hang with you. Those become your friends. And what happens is, especially with a lot of men, loyalty is a big thing with guys. So men love loyalty. And 
those people, they end up being your friends in middle school, yeah. through high school, if you go to college, through college. So it starts off, we both like Call of Duty, and it turns into, you know, we're the closest of friends. Yeah. But what I've seen far too often from so many guys is the friends and the people that they call friends are not making their lives better. Mm. Especially as you get older. Yeah. The hardest part about getting older, this is my opinion, I'm curious to your views on this, is I, I, I call people, he was my friend back then. Mm. He was a high school friend. Yeah. He's not my friend right now. Yeah. And what I've learned is there's, there's no permanent friendships in life. Yeah, there's no permanent. I, yeah. hear, you. I hear you. I give you And that. so too many guys are married to men, pause. Woo. They're married to other guys and so connected to other guys who are taking their lives down a wrong path. Yeah. Me, so many guys like, yo, my, you know, I'm trying to get better, but my friends are trying to get me to do illegal activities, scams, drugs, yeah. rob people. You know, my friends are not, I'm like, yo, that doesn't sound like a friend to me. No. I know a lot of dudes who were telling me, he said, my friends are always roasting me and making fun of me. And I'm like, what? So you, you go out and, and they make fun of you all day long? <laughs> and those are your friends? Yeah, it doesn't sound like friends. It doesn't to me. sound like friends, but he probably grew up with them and he yeah. probably was the, the dude in the group that they just roasted. You know? And I'm like, bro, that's not a friend to me. They yeah. got to make your life better. And so to me, when I tell guys, yo, go and find friends, go and make friends, look for people who are making your life better, yeah. who are adding value, who, who are, you know, really helping you. And if the people that you are spending your time with, are not making your life better, you can still associate with them. Yeah. But to be so pot committed and loyal to them, to me, that's a one-way path to destruction. I agree with you, man. And I think a lot of people that's that's one of those things that people hear and they that person pops up in their mind, but they choose to ignore it. You know, like I think every I know you, I know me, probably even Eddie in this room. We had to let go some kind of friend that just was toxic towards us yeah. or didn't give the best for us or it was only for that time being or only for that situation or like you had i had to get rid of yeah. you know what i mean indianapolis i had to go yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, what i mean yeah, yeah, yeah. you know so there's 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 people in our lives that do come and go but like you said friends somebody that is trying to pour into you somebody that's also going to tell you the truth too hold you accountable, call you out because they try to get you better. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? They're not trying to make fun of you. They're not trying to keep you where you at. And they're not trying to real cool you on your mistakes and feel like they inferior and better than you. Those people are takers and not givers. Mm -hmm. And your friends should be givers. Um, so yeah, if, if you have those people in your life as growing up as a young man and becoming to manhood, you have to learn how to let some of those people go. Yeah, no, that's real. And I, t and one of my closest friends, everybody knows, is John Mark. Shout out to John Mark. And the thing about John Mark, the reason why we've been friends for over 16 years is because as I grew, John Mark grew. Yeah. That's what has happened throughout our whole lives. As I grew, John Mark grew. And that's why he's one of my closest friends for all the, since, since junior year of high school. At track meets, picking up chicks. Ooh. You know what I mean? Like, we've grown. Yeah. And and so that's just something, man. I, I'm telling I'm telling guys all the time, man. Too many people call these guys your friends. Even going back to it's funny the story I was saying earlier mm. um, about the um, dudes who went in without me. Yeah. 
in all honesty, I use the word friend, but le- but they're my um, party friends. Got you. Got you know you. what I mean? Yeah, 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 they're yeah. my party friends, but I'm not pot committed loyal to them. Yeah. You know, I'm not going where they're going. If we go out, we go out, but that's all it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I so, and so to me, one of the one of the things about calling people real friends is that you realize that some people they may be your school friends, yeah, or your work friends, or your you know maybe your nonprofit friends, or your your you know this kind of friend, but they're not like your friends, the family, the people that you're gonna do life with, the people that you're giving your all to, so. Those people are more associates, but out of respect, you kind of call them friends, but you know what time of day it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel that. And so to me, that's just something where I want to add that caveat in case people were like, well, well you call those guys your friends. All my friends, yeah. they wouldn't go inside. Yeah, nah, yeah, it's crazy. They wouldn't go inside. They'd be yeah. like, if you can't get in, I'm not getting in. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the kind of friends you need. Exactly. Anyway, they just leave you out there. They leave you out for a while. You said you were waiting for a while, too. Oh, no, they, they, didn't, they never came back. That's crazy. Yeah. I would have left. Yeah. I went to another spot. Well, yeah, I would have packed it up. Yeah. Oh, man. What were number you on? Number three? Yeah. Number three, I would say, man, every young man must develop confidence and masculine energy. For sure. I mean, I, that is something that you have to have that belief in yourself uh, before anybody else does. I'm going to stop you right there. Uh-oh. I'm going I'm, I'm to push back on this one. Oh, here we go. I think it's a great rule. What does that mean? I, I think that's 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 something I've been spending a lot of time investigating mm. because everyone says develop confidence. I'm always like, how does somebody develop confidence? What the heck does that even mean? Practically? Oh, yeah. I mean, I would say it was definitely starts with whatever insecurity that you have. Uh, so and that could be a lot of things. One another rule was my I don't know if it's yours, but heal from the past. Yeah. Um, so, you know, whatever those. You know, like I can use myself for instance or whatever. Like I had um, insecurities as far as you know what I was really struggling with back in when I was young. Um, not really talking to girls, but uh, yeah. I I think I uh, I I always put myself in a lower position just because I didn't get what I needed from my parents or from my older sister or whatever, and I needed approval, validation, and comfort. And uh, and my insecurities allowed me to not really speak out or help my tongue or always sacrifice myself. So, like, you know, just staying in relationships way too longer than what I need to be in just because it was a girl around. Um, or even something I'm going through now is like, you know, one's insecurity is like uh, me and my shape. You know, mm-hmm. I, I've i been saying all the time, like, man, like I, I'm trying to get better, trying to get better. And uh like, if you know that's an insecurity, then you got to put the work in to get rid of that insecurity. And if that insecurity is gone and you see the results that you wanted, to me, that boosts your confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, and if that boosts your confidence, I feel like uh, that carries over to the masculine energy, how you walk with yourself, how you carry yourself, you know, all those different things. Yeah. No, that's good. Um, to me, I, I love it. You know, we have the masculinity course for a yeah, reason. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I, I, I think those two words are so loaded. Um, yeah, it's very loaded. That's true. And I love what you said about confidence because when when people, the word confidence means belief in self. Yeah. Summarize confidence, a, a strong belief in self. So the question has to be, why are you not confident? Yeah. 
And as Chris said, a lot of reasons why people are not confident is because there is an insecurity that they deal with. And to me, there are fixable insecurities and non-fixable insecurities, and you can solve them two different ways. The fixable insecurities, like say, for example, a guy can say, I'm not confident because I am 400 pounds. Yeah. And that is understandable. You know, it, you're really big. <laughs> Why you say it like that? <laughs> you're really big. <laughs> so a fixable way is to say, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to exercise, put in, the, put in the work, and lose this weight. Once you lose the weight, then you begin to gain more and more confidence because you look in the mirror and you're more proud of who you are. Yeah. Fixable insecurity. Yes. A non-fixable insecurity, a guy can say, I'm not confident because I'm short. Yeah. So there's a guy, he's five foot three. He feels as though, man, I couldn't control this. I'm short. I, I, feel, I feel like I lack confidence. To me, with non-fixable um, insecurities, that's where you as a man have to learn how to look in the mirror and value who you are. Yeah, that's not like identity. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's the hard part, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So usually what people will do is they will try to overcompensate. Yeah. Okay, so it, I want to find my confidence in money, so I'm going to get a whole bunch of money even though I'm short. Or I'm going to find my whole confidence in being super swole, so I'm going to be super swole though I'm short. Yeah. But to me, you have to have that Eminem eight-mile moment mm. where it's like, yeah, I'm short, so what? I'm still a great person. Yeah. Where you've come to the realization that though this is not ideal for what you would like in life, this is who God made you to be. Yeah. Amen. And, and I think that's something where it's a hard thing to do, but that's the journey for those who lack confidence is to not hide it. And, to, and, and then once, once you've accepted it, nobody can hurt you from it. Yeah. Once you know, oh, yeah, I'm short. Who's going to like it is? But I'm still a great guy. Now people can't use that against you because it's true. So what? Yeah. It's like it's like it's like to me going back. It's like the comedian who might you know look weird. He's like, I'm ugly. So what? What are you gonna say next? Yeah. Yeah. I took that joke away from you. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. So I love that. And obviously, masculine energy is a whole different conversation. Masculine energy course for that one. Yeah. 100%. But it's extremely important as well. The um, the next one I want to do is the one I've I've always talked about, and it's comparison is a thief of joy. That's a good one. I've always that's another rule for young men to follow. Comparison is a thief of joy. So I wonder if this is going to be relevant. I'm gonna try to tell this story. Hopefully, I, it makes sense. Mm. A young guy called me, and he told me I'm not happy with my life. Mm. And I was like, okay, why are you not happy with your life? He's like, I feel like, typical story, I feel like I'm not doing enough. So I, I talked to this guy, this, that, and the third. He's like, you know, I'm, uh, I'm overweight, and, and, I, and I don't feel good because I'm looking at all these other people, and I'm struggling, you know, with dating, with confidence, stuff like that. And he was like, yeah, man, since I, since I found your content in the past year or so, I've lost over 100-something pounds. Mm. Um, but I started off at 500, which is a lot. Yeah. And 
I said, hold on one second. You said, hold on, stop right there. You said you were 500 pounds and you lost over 100 pounds in a year? I said, bro, congratulations. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. That is extremely impressive. Yeah. You were tangibly working and improving yourself and you lost a ton of weight. You probably gained 15 years of his life. Yeah. <laughs> like, for real, like, honestly. Yeah, and so I was like, when you say I need to be doing more, I'm like, you're already doing work. Yeah. But what I realized was he's on Instagram, mm. he's on social media, he's looking at his friends, he's looking at other people, and he's comparing his life to everybody else yeah. and feeling like he's not where they are. Jordan Peterson's rule number four is don't compare yourself to where other people are today, but compare yourself to who you were at yesterday Amen. or who you were yesterday. So for so many guys, this is why they feel like they're not good enough. Yeah. This is why they feel like they're not doing enough because they're comparing themselves to other people instead of comparing themselves to the growth that occurred yesterday. Mm. And so to me, I think that you'll be so miserable if you're comparing yourself to others. Yeah. If you're like, well, he does 50,000 views a video. I only do 5,000 views a video. He has 500,000 followers. I only have 5,000. Like whatever that number or thing that you're doing, you will never be happy with what, what you have. Yeah. And so as a young guy, comp always compare yourself to who you were yesterday and not where other people were at today. Yeah, man, that's beautifully said, man. And, and the quicker you all can do that, the quicker, like, your life and anxiety and stress and feeling down by yourself will be done. And I feel like you have to continuously practice that because life is long. You're just not going to compare yourself when you're young. You're going to compare yourself in your 30s. You're going to do it in your 40s. You're going to do it all the time. Not just, just unintentionally, naturally, you're going to do it. So you have to have and understand this rule and keep that in your back of your mind that you don't need to do that no matter where you're at in life. Yeah. And just continue to, like you said, like what Jordan Peterson said, um, compare to yourself the day before or yesterday. Like, you know if you BSing. Yeah. Or or you also need to figure out, like, man, I've been working. Let me praise myself and, and pat myself on the back because we also need to do that too. Um, so, yeah, I, I agree. that That is an important rule. And one of the things that Chris said a couple of years ago is that oh, he said he, un, he had to unfollow everybody who made him jealous. I did. Because sometimes what happens in life is that you yes. – especially with social media, you're following a bunch of people, you're looking at their lives and making you feel jealous and making you feel bad. If someone that you're following inspires you mm. and makes you work harder, that's one thing. Yes. But if they're making you feel envious yes. and, and making you feel not good enough, it's another thing. Why is something crazy? What is that, brother? Ten Commandments. Mm -hmm. Do you know what the Tenth Commandment is? No. <laughs> not the tip with thou shall not talk right. I don't know, brother. The tenth commandment is to me probably the most important commandment in modern society, but we don't even have this word, or ninety nine point nine percent people don't even know what it is. Mm. It's you shall not covet. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, that means there it is. You shall not covet. <laughs> And covet is a selfish desire for things of other people. Yeah. Covet thy neighbor's wife or your yeah. neighbor's wife or your neighbor's house. Like, that's what that's what this machine is. It's a coveting machine. Yes, yeah, all it is. Yeah, that's beautifully said. 
Yeah. So literally, <laughs> this rule that existed thousands of years ago is so prevalent to people today. If you're if you're coveting other people's lives, man, and what they have and what they're doing, you will never be happy. You exactly. will be miserable. You are t- you are literally sinning. Yeah. And tarnishing your soul. Yeah. Yeah, because so, you, you're taking the view off of what your path and your purpose, your mission, and you only worried about other people. So you already not doing God's will. A hundred percent. No, that's that's huge, man. And to piggyback off of that, <clears throat> by not comparing yourself, the, I think we were on number five. Um, faith and patience. You have to have both in order to grow in all areas in your life. Okay. Um <clears throat> Because they say faith without works is dead. I add patience in there as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything you're trying to to grow into, you know, a, a beautiful relationship, into a business, you know, you, you trying to do your purpose and mission in life, it requires a lot of time. And I feel like just because of the cell phone and things like that, people think, you know, to have stability and a comfortable life or whatever, people think it, it, it's sooner rather than later. They're trying to get it, you know, in under five years, or they're trying to get it under a year. I'm trying to be a millionaire by 30. I'm trying to do this and trying to do that, you know, and, and putting those unnecessary <clears throat> time blocks on there and causing anxiety and stress and all those things. But, young men, as, as you're, if you're following our content, as you're leveling up, as you're trying to get better every single day, uh, some of the things that you're going to do are going to be extraordinary. It's going to require a lot of time and patience, especially in your relationship. You're trying to get married. You have to understand patience and you're trying to develop a long term relationship with this person. So there's going to be some good days. There's going to be bad days. And even if you have kids, you're going to have to practice patience. You're going to have to instill and teach responsibility over and over and over again, probably for years until your son or daughter understands that. You can't just get frustrated mm-hmm. and get mad. So you have to have that faith and that patience in whatever you work you're doing. If you're trying to build your business, you know, it, it just work. And like you said, just pat yourself on the back as you continue to improve and move forward. But people, you know, put, you know, these time steps on and they compare themselves. And then that leads into, you know, the depression and I'm not doing too good, having confidence and identity issues. Man, if you, you're trying to level up and try to, have a long-term relationship, have a very fruitful business, you're going to need faith and patience. I absolutely love that one. That was that was really powerful. Number six for me is find a mentor who you value his family, work, and reputation. Amen. So one of the things about what a lot of young men are doing nowadays, which is a beautiful thing, is that they have digital mentors. So they have these people that they follow online, they watch their videos, they consume their content, and these mentors inspire them, motivate them, and encourage them. But my biggest thing is that I truly believe that the people that you want to, that you look up to, you want to look up to people that are going where you want to go. Yep. That's why my advice is if you're a young guy in your 20s, I love that you love me and Chris, but me and Chris should be the stepping stone to your real mentors. Yeah. I shouldn't be your role model at this point in my life. Mm-hmm. I'm too young. Yeah. I should be the stepping stone to people that are in the Hall of Fame, yeah. like my father, like Jordan Peterson, like Gary Vee, 
like you know um, Patrick Bet David. Um, so to me, that's how it should be because what happens is if you're following people who are young, they may tell you stuff and you follow it, but then all of a sudden, five years later, they're gonna change up and then you're gonna be following their old device and you're gonna be going in the wrong direction. Yeah. Versus following older, more seasoned people, you follow them because they're already where you wanna be. They already have the family, they have the work, and they have the reputation. And the people that you follow, you're gonna end up being like. In my early 20s, Aaron Anderson, Chad Pritchard, Dehadi Lewis, Show Lewis, Zach Markham, Lonnie Cochran, Doc Kirby. I had so many older men. These are not people on the internet. These people I knew. Yeah, yeah. Who I would hang out with. I would talk to. I would spend time with. I will call them on the phone when they would occasionally pick up after I called them a hundred times. You know, <laughs> like these are people who I was obsessed with and who I was learning from. And these are people who so much of who I am today, you see it because of them. Because they show me how to be a dad. They show me how to be a husband. They show me how to run a business. Yeah. They show me how to work hard. So a lot, I'm, I'm really a, a, a puppet mm. when you really see me. Like a, I'm a puppet, like a parrot. Yeah. I'm a parrot. I'm always quoting people, Jordan Peterson this, Gary Vee this, da, 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 this. Oh, my dad said this. Oh, Aaron Anderson said this. Like Because I'm, I'm a sponge full of years of information I've been, I've been gathering. Yeah, you're the quarterback at the quarterback camp yeah. that, been, that been developed since kindergarten <laughs> yeah and so and so that's, that's what's up. how every man should be you yeah. should have those kind of people and then you can learn from them and learn from their mistakes and so you don't have to make the same mistakes as they do yeah. but i'm telling you it just hurts me that so many men are following these these kids mm. yeah. only yeah. only the kids only the kids and and you're just doing everything that they say where it's like bro trust me you don't want to be him at 30, and, I, and even to the older guys, some of them that are following, do you really want to be that man at 50? Yeah. That guy that you love so much that you watch his video, do you want to be him when you're older? Do you want his family life? Do you want his reputation? Do you really want to be him? Come on, man. So <laughs> find people that you want to be in the future, and, 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 and I think that will really transform lives of young men. Whew, yeah, man. Yeah. A lot of people are uh, following people that are, like you said, kids, man. You know, kids, they don't have their life developed. They, you know, they just, they're living their life, not really to be a role model for you to follow. Yeah, <laughs> you know they're not. I mean? They're, they're really not. not. You know, and and to me, who you decide to be your role model shows me, like, how, how you really kind of, like, value yourself in your life. Yeah. Because you were really only thinking six months ahead. Yeah. You're not thinking ten years ahead. Yeah. Like you're not even thinking about what kind of house you want. Yeah. What kind of what well, how you want to raise your kids. You know, what kind of woman you want. Like you're not even thinking like that. Yeah. You're thinking about stuff that is here and now and here and now decisions uh, is going to affect the later decisions in a long run. Back to rule number one, don't get a pregnant. <laughs> All right, the uh number seventh rule is uh every man must be financially stable. Okay. Um What does that mean? That means like you have to be able to make enough money to live and keep a responsible life. You know, so long what is as a responsible life? Take care of yourself. You know, um, you know, having a budget, having a savings plan, 
um, be able to afford, you know, to have all the things that you need to, you know, really live your life as a human being was really just to feed yourself, transportation, um, some service, which is like, um, you know, amenities or, you know, clothes, not like crazy clothes, but stuff you that you need in order to to live life and contribute to society. You know, doesn't mean you got to be making a hundred thousand. But as long as you, as your man, you can stand on your own two feet. You can take care of yourself. You can get to point A to point B. You can, you know, if you want to travel, you can travel. You are not asking anybody for money repeatedly. You know, you are not struggling and paying bills. You know, you know, you have to be in that position where you are financially stable that you can take care of yourself and uh, potentially take care of other people as well. I absolutely love that one. And to piggyback off of that one, my rule number eight is save your money first amen bro i this is a piece of financial advice it blows my mind how many people don't do this yeah when you get a check you should have first you should have a budget everybody on patreon i have a free budget available on patreon sign up get the budget asap yep once you get your check the first thing that you do is take your savings budget that you allocated take that out put that in the savings account mm. the rest of the money you pay your bills and you have your play money yep but the first thing that when the first moment that check hits your bank account or that check hits your hand immediately take the money and save it first yep, yep. too many men what they do is they get a check they pay their bills they live their lives they waste their money, and then what's left over, the pennies that are left over, they put in their piggy bank. Yeah. That's not the way to do it. No, no. And so it's so pivotal that everybody learns and masters this skill. Because it's always funny, the older I get, the more I realize that the things that I do are not normal. So yeah, when yeah, I say yeah. stuff, it's like I be given a certain kind of advice. I'm like, oh, wow, this advice is not normal. <laughs> I be thinking it's normal, but it's not normal advice. Yeah, yeah. And then I realized things that I do that are normal, it is normal. Because one of the things that people always thought with me, they thought of me as a big-time spender. Yeah, nah. Nah, I know you were saving. Well, a, I know that. A lot of people would be like, Afis is always buying this and buying stuff. Afis is a big-time spender. But people don't realize for years, I the moment I, I've always gotten checks, I've always stashed 25 to 50% of the, of the check into my savings yeah. or investments or whatever it may be. Since I was young, since, yeah. I, since I read Rich Dad Poor Dad in my early 20s. And so only money I've ever spent was the money that is after my savings. Yeah, it's left over. And so to me, that's how you're able to constantly build up savings. That's how you're able to constantly build up investments. That's how you're able to really not be broke because you'd be so surprised. At these taxes. At these taxes, <laughs> definitely. Oh, when you're making when you when you're an entrepreneur, but you'd be surprised by how many people who have a lot of money, meaning they make a lot of money, yeah. but they don't sorry. You'd be surprised how many people make a lot of money who don't and they don't have a lot of money because yeah. all their money is constantly going to their expenses. On a random note for the few women who are watching this episode, <laughs> this is why the the, the money Standard for women is so silly. Mm. The money standard for women is such a silly standard. I might even do a video about this on Thursday, depending on how I feel. It's so silly because there may be a guy who makes 125, a bunch of credit card debt. 
His apartment is super high. He has student loans that he's defaulted off, um, off of for a long period of time. His lifestyle is so high. And though he's making 125, he has nothing saved. He's in all this debt. You know, he, he ha- it looks good. Yeah, yeah. He dressed good. He dressed good. He probably drives a nice car. Exactly. But he's not really living good versus yeah. a guy who may be making 80. Yeah. But this dude paid himself first, knocked out all his debt, has no credit card debt, has no car note, you know, has a, a respectable apartment, has money in his 401k, Roth IRA, his money in a lot of different places. He's not making as much as a guy making 125 or 130, whatever it may be. But yeah. this dude is literally financially stable as chris talked about so save your money first fellas that is rule number eight yeah man that's, that's beautiful rule number nine is stay in physical shape okay um i think that you know as especially young men like you all have the energy <laughs> the metabolism to really keep up with your body and and use that and create this uh this routine the schedule of really eating right going to the gym because you'll wake up one day and be like, oh, wait a minute, what just happened? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I can't jump as I used to. I'm getting tired way quicker. Just going up and down the court. Oh, my God. Yeah. You know, one day things change if you ignore it. You know, your youth, you know what I mean? It will evaporate. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, you got to keep up with it. Yeah. And, uh, and, and as you get older, you know, it's harder to either co- go back. It's harder to maintain. So, and then, like I said, even if you got people that rely on you. Like, you know, if you're a man, you're going to have people rely on you. Your wife, your kids, they're all going to rely on you. And that's one thing for me. I don't want to go away from this world from preventable health. Yeah. That's just, that I, I will be embarrassed. <laughs> I will feel sad. I will feel ashamed of myself if I went away of something that was preventable health. Yeah. You know, so that's, that to me, you got to have some level of responsibility some level of accountability to really keep yourself in check, keep yourself healthy to fulfill your uh, mission and purpose and also take care what of your What was your rule? Uh, stay in physical shape. Okay. Can, can I remix that rule? Of if course. you don't mind? Of course. It's all and, for and, the benefit of people. And I, will, and I will change that to health is wealth. Cool. Because, and, 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 and here's, here's why I want to change that a little bit. Because usually when people, even I'm, I found myself guilty of doing this. Okay. With, with even the workout program that I, that I created. When people think about physical shape, they think about physical mm-hmm. shape. Yeah. And there's a lot of people who can be in good physical shape, but they're not healthy. Mm-hmm. And yeah. part of health is eating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dieting. Yes. Because those are things that are preventable. Yeah. Those are things that a lot of people don't take into consideration, myself included. Yeah. I had a sandwich this morning. That's that's big. <laughs> yeah. So dieting, eating healthy foods. Because what happens is when you live young dudes, they're young. Yeah. They're in great physical shape, but they don't eat right. Nah. I know that was me. That that's for still sure what I, I struggle with today. I gave Chick Fil A crazy, <laughs> crazy. And also part of health is sleeping. Yes. Oh. Because yes. team no sleep is actually team taking years off of your life. Yeah. Hundred <laughs> percent. And so it's important that you, as a man, have healthy habits when it comes to sleeping. Because my dad always would say, he, he would tell me all the time, he was like, if you're a guy and you have a billion dollars and you're dying of heart disease, you would trade those billions of dollars for a cure in a, in a heartbeat. Easily. Health is wealth. Yeah. And so being in your best physical shape is also dieting, exercising, 
and eating, uh, eating right, dieting, and sleeping. <laughs> yes. Correctly, so I wanted yeah. to add that one. No, no, adding that, adding that sleep one in is what is for real. New young folks, they not sleeping out here. They yeah. not understanding that. Is you will count the sleep when you get old. I can't wait. I love sleeping. <laughs> All right. Um, rule number ten is a really great rule. True enough story. On my Hall of Fame, okay, there's a woman on there. Oh. There's a woman. She broke the, she broke the glass ceiling. Who would have thought? <laughs> <laughs> and this woman is a woman I've talked about multiple times. Mm-hmm. Her name is Esther Perel. Yep. To me, I consider her the greatest. I love Stefan. Stefan, I'm not saying you're not the greatest, <laughs> but she's one of the greatest um, relationship experts in the whole entire, to ever walk the face of the earth, in my opinion. Okay. She's, she's the goat of it, in my personal opinion. I love this woman. Um, Esther Perel's a beast. She she hit she 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 said this quote um, that there's a difference between a life story. This is my rule. <laughs> the, know the difference between a life story and a love story. Ooh, break that down for the people. When you're young, you meet a girl. You're really attracted to her. Oh yeah. Then you spend a lot of time with her. Of course, it's me. Then, unless you're trying to follow God or, you know, trying to do something besides what everyone else is telling you to do, <laughs> you're, having a lot, you're having a lot of sex. Hanging and banging. Hanging and begging. So, you're really attracted to her. She's really attracted to you. You spend a lot of time with her. You spend a lot of time with you. And you guys are mutually enjoying sex. Yep. It's only a matter of time. Flip the sands of time over yeah. before you guys will feel in love. Yeah. It's only only a matter of time before you will feel in love with this person. Only a matter of time. Only a matter of time. You spend enough time with people, you're going to feel something. Yeah. And so what ends up happening is, oh, I love you. She says she loves you. You tell her that you love her. And then you think, okay, we're going to spend the rest of our lives together. Yeah. We're going to, you know, have a family. Da, da, da. You're thinking about the future. What you don't realize is that love works for relationships. Marriage and long-term stuff, love is never enough. Yeah, yeah. Because you need the attraction. Yeah. You need the time. Yes. You do need mutually beneficial and pleasuring sex, but... What you also need is values. Yes. Share destinations. Yes. So what can easily happen is that you're with a girl. You're enjoying her. You're having a great time. But she, her dream is to move to London and open a boutique selling European clothing. Yeah. Your dream is to move to freaking Miami and open, you know, maybe uh, another gold gym or another, you know, a gym, a, be- a, a muscle beach there. Yeah. You guys are in love. Oh, my gosh, I love you. She loves you. Da, da, da. You know, you're happy. Everything's great. But she's going there. You're going there. You can't have a life together. No. Nah, nah. And so when you understand that, you don't, you don't take it personal 
and you don't make the mistake that so many people make and say, well, we'll just figure it out. Or sacrifice your dream. Or you sacrifice your dream because that's when one person's miserable. Yep. Going back to values, I was I knew a guy. He was dating a girl. She was an amazing woman. He was a very, you know, strict Christian. She was a very strict Jew, Jewish woman. Oh, no. They, they were having the greatest time ever. Mm, mm, mm. Then they were just having a conversation, and, and she and he asked her, like, you know, what are you? What religion do you want your children to be raised in? She was like, no, oh, easy. I want them to be Jewish. I want them to have a bar mitzvah. I want them to do this. I want them to do this. I want them to celebrate this. I want them to do this. I want them not to eat this. And he was like, well, I want my kids to be raised Christian. I want them to, you know, do, you know, do this and do that, have baptism and do communion. Da, da, da. And so they realize they're going different ways. Because their values are not the same. But like hanging out, it, it was great. Yeah. But for values, for marriage, family, and togetherness, it's totally different. So I've, it, this is a weird thing, but whenever I would hang out with girls, people would always say, Afish, you like this girl, you like this girl, you like this girl. And I was like, I don't like her. Like, they would always get confused about that. And, and, and to me, I've always in my brain knew. I could never marry you. Yeah, yeah. So I already, you your, your mind was already so made up. So yeah. it was already made up because I knew you. we don't share the same value. We're not going to the same destination. So I'm attracted to you, but I don't like you like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so I've always been, from a very young age, I've realized that. A lot of girls, beautiful girls, I've met them, had a great time. I knew for a fact, never would take them seriously. Mm. Yeah. No, no, no. That's, no, that's big. And and a lot of you uh young, respectfully, mama's boys and nice guys, they need to really hear that message because they would stick around with a girl. And I know you had plenty of calls. These men would call me, Hafiz. Mm. And, then, and then proceed to tell me they love this girl, they want to be with this girl, and they can make it work. And I know they're lying to me. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm just like, as you tell me the story, you are lying to me. Brother, you don't like her like that. Or, like, what's going to happen? Like, are you going to sacrifice your future? Are you going to do this? You going to do this? She going to do this? And she going to do that? Oh, no, nah, man. We're going to cross that bridge. Listen, it's not happening, brother. Yeah. It's not happening. And the quicker that you can, you know, uh, in the right way, let things go and break things off, the better for both parties. Yeah. And you do have to understand and realize that you're probably going to meet some really good women that you will find attractive. That's just not going to be your wife. Yeah, and I want to add to that. The feelings, because I feel, I feel like sometimes you, you're, you, they feel like you're diminishing their feelings. The feelings are real. No, no, 100%. Yeah, the, 100%. the feelings that you have yes. for her is real. The love yes. that you have is real. But you need to understand that's not enough yeah. to have family and future with. Love is not enough. No, yeah, no. The feelings are 100% real. Don't, I don't mean to, to diminish it or, or like break it down. I feel like I like when I talk to these guys and be in this position on the other side of the phone, I was in your position and I know that you're just not being honest with yourself. Yeah. Or I know that you know what you need to do and I have to walk you to that decision. Yeah. I'm kind of speaking from that angle because I know the feelings are real. I yeah. mean, there's been girls that you have said, hey, this ain't going to work. I'm like, ha ha, fees, I'll show you. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, hey, I, I have been that person. Don't trust me. I am not standing here like I ain't never been that. Uh, I'm just saying that uh, the quicker you could be honest with yourself and make that decision, then you need to go ahead and do it rather than prolonging it, rather than trying to make it work. Because I still know guys to this day that are in that position 
and it's ridiculous. Yeah, so it's very important, guys, that if you're going to commit to any woman, you you better make sure it's a woman that you can have a life story with, and that comes from shared values and an agreed-upon mutual destination because without that, it is impossible for it's just it's just impossible in this modern world for it to work. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, I want to say we're on eleven. Never the rule. I would say develop your net worth professionally and socially, with a caveat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there, there's a parentheses, period, star, asterisk, whatever you want to call it. You know, if we're if I'm talking about young men that are single, develop professionally and socially your network for a lot of different reasons. You know, work, relationships opportunities investments conversations personal development all those things are you know things that i have gotten i'm pretty sure you have gotten it from just our networks and has really tremendously blessed me and bless you and and our lives now (laughs) i do think when you get older as you get into a friend i mean into a family into relationships i wouldn't be mean women like that <laughs> like me personally i'm afraid to go to homecoming i'm gonna let you know that right mm. now i'm not going to homecoming by myself yeah. i don't i don't yeah. even want the temptation yeah, yeah. i don't want nothing you know what i mean uh so fellas like i had uh it was crazy we recently talked about it on the um the uh the first kind of video we did about the uh the steps which one we did the 10 steps video the financial rule video. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The financial yeah, rule yeah, video yeah. we did. Um, just for my professional uh, network, you know, I had a an angel investment opportunity that's doing really well. You know, so it's just me going out, meet people, being in organizations, you know, going to networking events, joining, you know, different organizations and clubs, you know, allow me to build my network around the city and create an opportunity like that. You know, and as we are, you know, growing and leveling up, we need to get in these different rooms to see and learn and gain all the knowledge and for these opportunities and, and, or these investments, uh, things that can come from those uh, networks. So we need to make sure that we are continuously doing that as we level up as well. I love it. Rule number 12 for me is only invest in those who want to invest in you. Beautiful. I think, um, especially around the dating part, mm. the this is something I've always found so interesting. I've always, I meet a guy who's, who's really into a girl. They call all the time. They call you all the time. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I ask them, tell me what makes this girl so great. She's beautiful. She's smart. She's this. She's that. She's that. She's this. She's this. Um, um, there's this uh, movie that I've watched called Annie. It's an old school movie. Not the one with Jamie Foxx. The old school movie <laughs> with Annie. And she was and she there's a song, another song will come out tomorrow. Yeah. And she's singing the song. And then during the song she's talking about her parents. And she was like talking about how amazing her parents were. And she said, you know, they're so great. But the one thing was, you know, they 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 never wanted me. Mm. And um I'm paraphrasing the song. I forgot the lyrics. Yeah. But to me there's no amazing woman for you who doesn't want you. Amen. Like, she, she's not amazing by definition. She's not a great woman she, for you. Yeah. If she doesn't want you. She and I want, I want to caveat, I know plenty of great women who didn't want me. I'm saying that she's not the perfect girl for yeah. me if she don't want me. Yes. Beautiful. And so I want guys to understand that the only way that you're like, I really want to be with you is because there's a mutual she really wants to be with you as well. That you have to learn that. It's not, I, let me tell you, 
I'm, I'm rambling a little bit. Do you know what I realized that men have? We have female entitlement. Mm. And the female entitlement is we, and women have this as well, mm-hmm. is you see somebody and you're like, I like you, so you're going to like me. Yeah. I want you, so now you have to want me. Hey, girl, what's up? And what happens when the girl doesn't say what's up? Now, now he's mad. Now she a B word. Yeah, she yeah, a, yeah. ain't that fine no way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like why? Because it, it's the entitlement. You know, it's the expectation reality. Yeah. Like you expect, because I want to talk to you, you should want to talk to me. I'm telling you, this is one of the things I've learned. Because I used to get so mad when people didn't want to talk to me. And then I realized I was like, why do I, ex- why do they have to talk to me? Mm-hmm. Why? Well, why can't they go on with their day? Why can't they actually be busy? Why can't they, like, they don't have to want to talk to me. And this is true with everything. Yeah. Because what I realize is that as you and I go out, you meet a lot of people, and, they, and they're, like, that first guy, they're fans of the show. He's a great guy, but some guys, they may not understand context clues. Yeah. And they want to, you know, tell me about their business pitches in a, in, in, a, in a club. Yeah. And it's not the time of day for that, sir. <laughs> sir, but, I am looking at bottle plus. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so, and so I, I see them and they want to talk to me so badly, but yeah. I'm like, bro, I'm not in the mood. Yeah. So I realize that feeling is probably what some girls feel when guys mm, be trying to talk yeah, to them. Yeah, 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 like yeah. imagine you in a restaurant with, with your girl and yeah. someone's trying to sit down and talk to you. Brother, go get out of here. Like you feel that yeah. most guys, they never get approached yeah, yeah, in, yeah. in an inconvenient way where you. someone says, J- right now, I want to talk to you. You better talk to me. Yeah, you got to give me this time. I'm like, what? No. So I realized when you approach, when you approach, when you, when you try to talk to women, that's what's going on. Yeah. They're just like, bro, I don't want to talk to you right now. Yeah. I'm doing something. Like, I'm hanging out with my friends. Like, I'm not trying to do this right now. Unless you drink. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so, to me, I think as a guy, you when you understand that, whether it's for mentors. Yeah. Because a lot of guys in my, my mental list, I don't mention them anymore. Because when I was younger, I was begging them to hang out with me and teach me. They didn't want to teach me. Mm. They didn't want to give me no time. Sad. So, and there's a lot of people I wanted to, you know, be cool with. They wouldn't want to hang out. So, whether it's a mentor, a friend, a partner, only invest into people who want to invest into you. That's beautiful, man. And uh, with picking back off of that, take accountability for your life. Okay. You know, and, and I know, I feel like that can be... Uh, really geared towards these young kids as far as just uh, really taking responsibility and going and doing the things that they really want to do out of their life. Not because what their parents say, not because what they coach say, not because what random girl says. You have to take accountability and responsibility for your, your own life. And we have to, and I'm not trying to be a pessimist. Duh. I'm not trying to be negative. I am trying to be real. I have no idea what's going to go on in my life. You know, I don't know what the future holds. But if if things don't go according to plan, if some kind of chaos happens, something that has negatively affected me, you know, I can't just sit and wallow and feel bad for my, about myself in that position for, for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. I can't just sit there and complain and blame, write mean comments, ridicule, you know, just, just point the finger at a certain point in time, you have to pick yourself up, 
dust yourself off and continue moving forward in life. Yeah. You know, and I think that's something where men need to understand that today because that it, you feel like, okay, I got everything I want. I'm good. But something crazy can happen five, 10 years down the line. Mm-hmm. And then and, and when it could be devastating and I don't want you to fall back and fall victimhood into that, you know, self-deprecation and, and really just, you know, beating yourself up or whatever and just staying down, you know. Like, like, like what, uh, what's that famous quote that Pastor says from, from Dallas? Oh, it's okay, to, it's okay not to be okay. It's not okay to stay there. Amen, brother. I, and I think that's something that we have to practice uh, no matter what, whether we don't get the outcome we want, we don't get what we want, you know, we have to pick ourselves up and continue to push forward. Yeah. So, um, so that rule was um, take accountability. Yeah, take accountability for your life or, to, or responsibility, whatever works. Okay, cool. Because to me, rule number 14 is um, it's all your fault. Okay. It's all your fault. Do Meaning you? your life that ha- is the life that you have right now is because of decisions you've made. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. So yeah. many guys... Today, especially, love playing the victim. They, it's easy. It's so easy. It's so comfortable. It's the women's fault. It's my mom's fault. It's Uncle Sam's fault. It's the government's fault. It's you know the culture's fault. It's it's this fault. It's my boss's fault. The as a man, it's all your fault. My favorite position on the football field is the quarterback position. And the reason why I love the quarterback position because the quarterback at the end of the game. When the team loses because a kicker missed a field goal, he says, I should have played better. Yep. When a quarterback at the end of the game, when the DB gets burnt for the game-winning touchdown, he <laughs> says, I should have got better. When a quarterback throws a perfect pass and the receiver drops it wide open in the end zone, he says, I should have played a better game. Yep. He takes responsibility for what he could have done better. Better. Is there things that other people have done that messed up your life? Yes, the kicker missed the field goal. That wasn't his fault. Yes, the receiver dropped the pass. That wasn't his fault. Yes, the cornerback got beat. That wasn't his fault. But by blaming other people, you accept the victim mindset and then you don't improve. Because in all honesty, if the quarterback would have played a better game, maybe we wouldn't have to go to a game-winning field goal. Maybe he wouldn't have to go to a game-winning touchdown. Maybe his defense wouldn't have to defend the field. So there's always something you can do better in the midst of you getting a bad hand. Yeah. Yo, your defense is, 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 is historically bad. Yeah. You know? But there's always something that you can do better as a man. And so I want men to realize that and not like not to use that to beat yourself up and feel like you're lesser than. Like Chris said, then use it to now build yourself up. Yes. Because if you're the one, if your decisions got your life into this ditch, your actions can pull your life out of it. Amen. That's beautiful, man. Yeah. That's beautiful. Uh, well, I'm at 15. I would say, man, and this is something I feel like it's not really talked about enough, that people need to develop high character over everything. Mm. Um, I mean, character to me is something that is continuously you know, practice, continuously develop. Um, you can always continue to be, you know, better, more sanctified in, in what if we want to go in religious terms. But people have to really figure out what 
some character characteristics or character traits they have they're doing good and what they're doing bad at and people really only focus on the value things of money of status and respect but have the most nastiest character in the world and to me if you're going to be a great leader or a great contributor to society a great father a great husband you have to have that character component down packed because those are the people who are going to be mostly affected by you if you are being at home and having a family, you know, your energy, your mood, your uh, how you talk, you know, how you communicate, how you listen, how you make decisions. To me, all that is wrapped up in and around character and they will, you know, be affected by it in positive ways and in negative ways. We all can look in the mirror right now. understand what some of our parents, <laughs> bad character traits and how it negatively affected us. You know, so we need to really focus on um, healing, focus on self-awareness, focus on really developing that high character and being a great contributor to society because we feel like, what well, is like a high feel, families is the greatest way to change the world because you have intimacy and you can impact people there and they can go out and create high character, high value families among themselves as well. I love that one. And to add to that, rule number 16 is life is all about people amen one of the biggest things um i was i, I was seeing a, a clip from lex friedman's podcast and the clip was americans are addicted or obsessed with productivity mm. and there's this hustle culture this you know grind 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 level up culture yeah yeah where th there's an obsession with making money and building businesses and achieving all these material gains and, and, and material awards and having all this materialistic success. And to me, the fundamental problem is that at the end of your life, when you're laying on your deathbed mm. and you have, you know, people around you or, or by yourself, I don't know many people are going to say, man, I wish I would have had, you know, seven billion instead of six. Yeah, I wish I would have had 130 cars instead of 110. Yeah, or I wish I would have had, you know, f you know, 500 prostitutes instead of 498. You know, <laughs> like, like what you will value the most is the people, the meaningful people, and the time you spend with people. Yeah, your 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 family member, your loved one. I remember my friend, his mom passed away a couple of years ago, and he said something to me that it was so powerful that I never, I didn't even understand it. And, and, and honestly, I almost brought a tear to my eye when I, when I thought about it, he mm. said, my whole life, I could call my mom and hear her voice. I could see my mom I go to my mom, see her face. But now I can never hear my mom's voice ever again. That's over. Yeah. I can never call her on the phone and just hear her voice. So it's over. Mm. Imagine what, what all he would give to go back in time to just talk to his mom for like five minutes. Yeah. And so to me, I think we spend all this time trying to get all these things. But mom, dad, brother, sister, friend, wife, children, man, at the end of the day, that's 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 where life is found. That's where happiness is found. And too many and too many men are so obsessed with all this other crap 
especially this whole you know hermit crab culture of just being by yourself and you're you're not you're not happy and if you are happy you're going against your nature because as god said it's not good for man to be alone yeah so life is all about people and pastor mark driscoll always would say you can either use money to help people mm. or use people to get money and far too many people use people to get money yep. And they end up lonely, isolated, and miserable at the end of their lives. Sad, man. Sad. And and, not, and picking back off of that rule number seventeen is, man, find your why, find your your find your purpose, find your mission, whatever word you want to put in the, um, you know, whatever that pull, that urge, or you know, that push, you know, you need to go figure out and 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 really discover that. You know, it's a lot of people that are are wanting to do things, but they can't because of whatever circumstance or you know I, I i feel like i should move here but i don't want to leave this person behind or or i i'm too fearful or, or this or that and people are going about every single day in life with no mission no purpose working just you know it's not okay to work the mundane job but you know as long as you have a plan to get out of that Monday, unless you love it. If you love it, then go crazy. You know what I mean? I know some people that still work at the academy that enjoy their life. Who am I, brother? <laughs> Who am I, Hafiz? If you if you like it, hey, I love it. You know what I mean? But if you if you feel like, man, I I, I want to go do X, Y, and Z. I want to go see what this is like. I feel like you need to go do that. Because if we look at our lives, you know, we had plenty of chances and opportunities arguments fights debates whatever to stop the show plenty of times but the why the mission the purpose the need the impact was always greater than whatever we were going through or whatever the differences was whatever daggum national hurricane disaster like you know whatever what happened it was greater than that and that causes us not really you know go the extra mile to work harder you know but it's 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 so satisfying to feel like, man, I am following the path that God laid out for me. Beautiful. Eighteen is sexual discipline. Please is your superpower. Amen. Man, I I think that um, might be number. That need to be eighteen and nineteen. Uh, <laughs> man, I think what the more I've gotten older. And my and I have so many flaws. I want to make this clear. I don't want to make, like I'm, I'm like the perfect person. I have so many flaws, but the more I get older, I realize that there's certain human feelings that people deal with that I don't deal with as much. Mm -hmm. And so many men, their whole world is around ejaculation. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that's their whole world. Yeah, it's uh, like it's just it's all about ejaculation. Mm -hmm. Whether that's pornography. Hooking up with random chicks, prostitution, whatever it may be, that's what their whole life revolves around. Time, energy, effort, resources, all into those things. And I see that, bro, if you could just be disciplined mm. and take 5% of that energy you're using into getting that ejaculatory pleasure ejaculatory <laughs> if you can take that and and put it to your purpose yeah put it to your fitness put it to your finances your spiritual growth your life would be such a beautiful blessing not only to yourself but to other people and so mass like mastering 
sexual discipline, it's also powerful because now you don't need women. Mm. And this and there's a healthy need for women, like I need a wife for a family's, but there's an unhealthy one where I can't exist without a woman. Yeah. And when you can't exist without one, then you end up bending over backwards, you end up compromising, you end up doing all types of things just to please her. Yeah. And a lot of guys are in toxic situations because they just need sex so badly and they can't be without it. Yeah. So many guys right now are addicted to pornography. They cannot, they cannot stop. They cannot. Yeah. And so as a man, if you're able to master sex, not, no one's perfect. No. No one's perfect. But if you're able to master and learn the practice of sexual discipline, what happens is now you're not, no longer a monkey. Yeah. Who's just controlled by your impulses and your feelings that you can now be a rational being. And, and, and to me, bro, I, I remember there was... True story, man. Do you? I might, I might gotta say for another episode. I might oh, say for later, man. but there, there was a time I'll tell you this chick who there was a chick, the most ghetto, ratchet, nasty girl I've ever inter- interacted with in my life. Long story short, end up being in a hotel room with this chick. I remember the story. You remember the story? Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. It, I, remember, I heard the voice recording. Yeah, 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 yeah. That chick, <laughs> bro, and she. Wanted me to smash. Yes, she did. Oh, yeah, I did tell the story. Yeah, yeah. No, you told the story on the podcast. No, you told the story. No, you did. And I remember, like, if I didn't have sexual discipline. Oh, man. Imagine if I would have got that woman pregnant. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie to you guys. I'll say that front cut. <laughs> I can't say, I can't even say it on. I can't even, I can't even say what would have happened on this video. Yeah, I can't even say what would have happened. Bro. And so, so to me... Oh, man. I'm glad we ain't got to go through that. that the discipline... Uh, so many guys, man. The discipline will change your life. And, and to piggyback off of discipline, my last point, man, is... Overconsumption of anything is bad. Mm-hmm. Life is all about balance. So if you are overly indulging in devices, like you said, pornography, where there's legal devices, like alcohol... You know what I mean? Where there's food, you know, wherever it's drugs, you know, wherever it's, it could be work. Mm-hmm. It's a time and place for everything, obviously. Yeah. But it could be work. No, it could work be, is a work is a big one. Yeah, it could be work. It could be you know family. It could be whatever. You know, if you over and does something, you're taking time away from other things. And, and and to me, depending on what stage and area of life, and and depending on you know the subjectivity and all those things, you have to have balance. You know, if you are all about work. I take away from your family. If you're all about family, well, you may not make that much money. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. If you love food, well, sure, you might have a consequence. You might get big. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So there, you have to really learn how to control those things and don't let those things overtake your life. You know, you can enjoy alcohol. Just don't become an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. You can enjoy food. Just don't get addicted to food. Mm-hmm. It's okay to enjoy sex in a, in a marriage way. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, listen, I'm not saying that they have some conventions. And I'm not judging people yeah. if you go to those conventions. <laughs> but what I am saying is that is next level. Yeah. <laughs> you go on next level, brother. Like, to buy a ticket, it's to a, oh, Lord Jesus. That's why I'm getting a new phone right there. But, <laughs> to, yeah, if you're doing those things, uh, you may have to check yourself. Balance is everything and I, I want you all to really understand that and get that and in the quickest way you can have balance in all these areas it's only a matter of time to be where you want to be 
That's great. My last rule, rule number 20. Yep. It's funny because I actually switched out a couple rules while we were talking and I had two rules that were really good rules and one of them people have heard me talk about all the time. You could put it into a gumbo rule, brother. So, a nice stew. So the 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 gumbo rule, yes, I love it. is that life is a marathon, not a sprint. Yep. Because if you're still alive, there's still hope. Yes. When I was 20 years old and I was looking at my life, I wasn't where I wanted to be. Not realizing that where I wanted to be was a destination that I was going to arrive at in my 30s and not my 20s. Mm. And so what happened for so many people is they feel like they're not where they need to be. They feel lost. They feel confused. Not realizing that, yo, life is a marathon, not a sprint. Meaning that life is long not short, yes. Lord willing. Lord willing. I tell young men this all the time, and, and when I use the word young men, I, I talk about men between the age of 20 to 40, men 40 to 60, and older men 60 plus. Yep. I tell young men, or, or men in general all the time, I'm like, if you're 25 years old, how old were you when you came into, when you're like, I was a conscious person that understood basic things about life? Whew. And most people, they'll tell me, 19, mm. 20, 21. Mm. How old do you feel like this is when I'm like, okay, this is when I start, I was no longer just an emotional kid just living through life. I was actually like, oh, now, now I understand. Now, now, now I'm making moves. Now I'm processing life. I, I'm not saying I feel like I'm still not there. Yeah. But I would say more now than back then for sure. So think about it like that. You you were in infancy for twenty six years. Yeah, I, I I yeah. You talking about emotions and stuff? Yeah, man. Yeah. So I, I would say that. So now this is year one of adulthood. Yeah. So imagine what's gonna be like in year twenty seven of adulthood. I can't wait. And so I tell guys that all the time. Too many people when they view their age, they view it from birth. Mm-hmm. That don't count. No, that don't count. You were a baby. You weren't your brain. You were you were seeing the world, but you really weren't alive. Yeah, you was a dog, bro. Yeah. You was having fun. Yeah, and you was eating and sleeping. Yeah. That's it, brother. Yeah, that's, yeah. All you, that's all dogs yeah, do. Yeah. <laughs> and so when you realize that, when you come into consciousness, you're like, oh wow, like I, I the game has even started. Preach. The game has even started. So you're mad that the score is zero to zero, but it's 15 minutes on the clock in the first quarter. Yeah. Of course, it's supposed to be zero to zero. Exactly. So when you realize that life is a marathon, is not a sprint, then what you then do is then you begin to say, you know what? I'm going to set myself up for the long distance. Yeah. Because going back to the sprinting example, I remember my friend, we were, he ran to 400 for the first time. I tell this story all the time. He ran to 400 for the first time. The first 200 meters, he came, 100 meters, Killing it. Yeah, you're not. First place. Rookie mistake. Next thing you know, the monkey jumped on his back. It's coming. This man came in last place by 20 seconds. Oh, man. He was the guy at the end of the race. Everybody was clapping. No, that's embarrassing, man. That's the most embarrassing part. If you know track, the guy is at the oh, end. Oh, that's embarrassing because we all waiting on you. Yeah. We're all waiting on you so we get to the next oh, race. Oh, man. That's the most embarrassing. That is embarrassing. It happened to me once. 
I mean, it's that's that's embarrassing. embarrassing I also got left before, man. Was it was I don't know how I got into a 100 yard dash (laughs) with somebody named Flash (laughs) and the other person named Speedy. (laughs) (laughs) How did I get in that heat? I had no adjective, had no nickname, (laughs) I had nothing. How? Why am I in this heat? So Speedy and Flash is in one two, and then it's a gap. (laughs) <laughs> and then that's me and then there's another gap yeah so i'm the first person to get left yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is embarrassing as well brother i got left yeah and i'm in third place yeah <laughs> and, oh, and so i tell that story because when i was 23 years old i had a lot of friends making millions of dollars in the nfl they were doing really well yeah and i was like dang i ain't doing nothing with my life and now 31 you know i'm doing well i'm not saying they're not doing well but I'm doing well now at yeah. a later age in my life. So too many times going back to a race, you're judging the if you're running a mile by the first 20 meters. Yeah. When you have 1,580 to go, you're judging the marathon, going back to marathon. Marathon is 26 point whatever miles. Yeah. Doesn't matter at mile five you lapped. You got 21 miles. There's a lot of race left to go. Mm-hmm. And then to the last point is because if, if we're still alive, there's hope. If you're a guy and you're behind and you're out of shape and you, and you don't have no woman and you don't have no um, respect mm. and you don't have no confidence and you don't have any money and you don't have any friends, what you do have is your life. Yeah. And what you do have is tomorrow and you do have is today. Amen. You don't have tomorrow, but you have today. You got today. You have today. You're still alive. There's still hope. There's always hope to change things around. One of the things about the podcast, let me tell you the secret. We our numbers have been down all time lows. Oh yeah. And no disrespectful lows. <laughs> <laughs> and know what I say to myself? If someone was like, bro, your show sucks, well, I'll make it better. I'm alive today. I'll make it better. You gotta make it better. I can make it better. There's still hope for me to make it better. I'm alive. Yeah. Yeah. I can have the worst show, be the worst speaker, be the worst conversationalist, be the worst whatever. Cool. I'm still alive. I can still make it better. Yeah. So if you're still alive today, if you're still watching this episode, if you're still watching this video, you have an opportunity to change your life today. Mm. There's always hope. If you're a, in a million dollars in debt, there's still hope. You're alive. Yeah. There's still hope. Yeah. It's always hope for people who are alive. And so... That's my the closing message for every last man. Don't get hopeless. Don't get mm. nihilistic. Don't get overcome by any difficulty or obstacle in your path. If you're still alive, brothers, there is always still hope. Yeah, and we're we're here for you, man. We're we're rooting for you. You know what I mean? We're here to help, you know. So there's I mean, it's so much bang for your buck on Patreon. It's actually it's honestly crazy. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's honestly really we really should charge more, respectfully. <laughs> but it's so much bang for your buck on Patreon. So there's tools and resources. So if you feel like, you know, like, man, I need to hear that message. There's so much things that you can get from following us, from signing up for Patreon, you know, taking the courses, because, you know, we understand that, like, there's some guys out here that feel like that, and they just need an extra push, and they need the tools to do it. We are those guys. We're going to step in. We're going to fill in that gap. Mm-hmm. And we're going to stand for you all. So that's what we're here for. So thank you for watching. Thank you for everything. Feed you got anything else, brother? No. Appreciate you guys. Other beloved and support. We want to be you guys all to win and be successful. My name is Hafiz. Crystal Star the Show, baby. We're the roommates and. Adios.